All right, ladies and gentlemen, dirt bags. This is Needles and Pokes, a garbage mouth podcast about tattoo culture and crap. Featuring the tattoo crew of Ink and Iron Tattoo Parlor whoa, whoa. in the beautiful city of Toledo, Ohio. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Needles and Pokes, or the shop handle is Ink and Iron Tat, all one word. We're here to talk about life as a tattoo artist and as a nerd, because we're all pretty much nerds, and the random shit we think about here at the shop. Let's introduce the crew. <laughs> right on schedule. Listen, I want your name, your IG handle, some random. Who says IG? I don't know. Scott. IG. Is that the? Is that the cool, I, I thought the IGers. Cool we're influencers. That's that's who we are now. Um, especially you. What? You like what? Yeah, definitely him. He agrees. He knows what's up. So I want your name, your Instagram. Mm -hmm. Is that an IG? Yeah, yeah IG. Okay. Some random <laughs> fucking fact about your life. Random facts? Well, just something stupid. Like, like, like an icebreaker? Is that, is that what we're doing? Yeah, we're doing an icebreaker, yeah. A nerdy little icebreaker. But like, and then here's, here's the real meaty part of the icebreaker. Who is your favorite Disney villain, but not counting Marvel or fucking Star Wars. Well, well I know. Oh. <laughs> but I'm talking that like, guy. you know. He's definitely he's my favorite Disney <laughs> villain. But we will include Pixar. We'll say that. Well, that's Disney. Disney. I know. I know. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll start. My name's Scott Biddle. My Instagram for now, I'm working on. Or <laughs> it's not IG anymore. I'm working on a new handle. But for now, it's Scott Beloved. <laughs> Soon to change. Soon to change. I got I got to hand out a life. fuck ton of business cards <laughs> so that I can order new ones with a new IG handle. Uh, random fact. Um, let's see. Um, God damn! Why did I ask this question? I don't myself? know. Let's skip it. Okay. What's skip your it. What's your Disney villain? My Disney villain. If you steal mine, I'm gone. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, I I would probably have to say um, yeah. We'll cut this part. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. thinking. I, I wasn't prepared. I prepared. Who who's How ready to go? Are not prepared? You have to go. All right. Notes. Right <laughs> my here. Is, my name is Panda, aka Mike Klein. Uh, I'm Mike. My Instagram is at pandatat, T-A-T, all one word. Uh, my favorite my Disney villain is 100% Jafar. Mm. And uh, random fact about me, uh, I own Ink and Iron. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> so random. Huh. And I like uh, to party. You've never once partied. <laughs> Should I go next? Yeah, go digger. Go uh, digger. Just hop in. Why are you asking <laughs> My name is Digger Pierce. Uh, my IG is Tattoos by Digger. <laughs> my favorite Disney villain would be Syndrome from Incredibles. Yeah, that's a good and one. And a random fact about Scott is he's thrown his tattoo machine away twice <laughs> in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. How do you god. throw away a $500 tattoo oh, machine twice? Oh. You guys, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Pardon oh. me, I, I'm too busy Googling <laughs> Disney villains. <laughs> you, this was your question. <laughs> I'm going to think of a real uh, question. Uh, Stole, hit it up. All right, I am Mike Stahl. Uh, my Instagram handle or IG handle is Mike underscore Stahl. Um, random fact, I guess... Um, Randomly love country music, I guess. Yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. Sure kind of surprising. Um, my favorite Disney, we'll call it heel villain. Ooh. Ooh, I like heel. I'm going to go Scar. Oh, Scar is good. Scar yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, Back to you with the villain. Here we go. There we go. You were literally looking at a list of villains. <laughs> literally. To figure out what your favorite is. You, you just gotta rip it off the top of your head. You made this, like, maybe figure it out. <laughs> down all your Listen, I write down the questions, but... You should have left I should have Star Wars, and then you could have just sent Darth Vader and been done with it. <laughs> this is the same guy whose Instagram handle... I'm sorry, IG handle is IG. Scott Beloved. Yeah. I told you I need to change it. It's real bad. <laughs> I don't know. I fucking give up. All right, <laughs> on to the next. <laughs> no, I no, I have the answer. Oh. Well, just tell us. You don't have to do a lead up to it. Okay, the witch um, from uh, Sword in the Stone. Gonna need a name. Yeah, what's the name? I don't know her name. <laughs> but that's my that's like that my works. favorite. That's good enough. Let's. That's my favorite Disney movie, and she's pretty fun. The show's going sideways already. I know. <laughs> this is our first and last podcast. Okay, right. number right, two. We're, done, we're done talking about that. So we got Mike, Panda, Digger. I'm Scott. Let's roll. Let's talk about Christmas weed. Yeah. Uh, uh, because this is like national news now. But here in our own backyard, we have the Christmas phenomena of Christmas weed. Which is this lowly, sad, but triumphant weed that has sprouted out of a curb in the middle of a median in a busy-ass street here in Toledo. How do you feel if you're the person that decided, I'm just going to put some crap on this weed, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, two days later, it's like... You know how it started? Uh, some guy was leaving church, and he had some tinsel in his pocket. Yeah. You them. just set it on the weed, <laughs> and the next thing you know, someone's like, "Oh, I got a Christmas ball. Let me put one on there." And then, and it just took off. It took off a little. And your bit. client yesterday bought a Christmas uh, tree skirt, yeah, for yeah. the physical yeah. weed. Yeah. <laughs> so this thing is like blown up. It's crazy. It is crazy. And and then a couple days after it started getting like attention, some fellas came by and like ripped part of it out. Those motherfuckers. People and the then, you know, posted their shenanigans on Facebook. And then what that did is it re-energized the community and they're like, fuck this guy. No one's gonna kill our Christmas spirit. And now or our Christmas weed. Right. And now it's just I think tomorrow there's gonna be like 1,500 people caroling on the corner. Like, do you call that like, that a, like a Christmas roundup because it's a weed? Yeah. How are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. Are they gonna shut on the street? Thank you. I don't know. <laughs> I was worried. I like that you just sl slipped that in there. No, and and you guys, I, I wasn't with you when you went, but you guys came by and you ended up dropping off a hundred dollar ink and iron gift card mm -hmm. that was gone in like five minutes. 
Yeah. That was pretty slick. It's pretty crazy. There's a lot of people there. People are doing Christmas their Christmas photos in front of that. Yeah. And so how they like, see our family. There's t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, People are like, are we gonna juke mode it? Like, give a cheap shot to juke mode because they did T-shirts for it. A cheap shot. And they're kind of, they're kind of sick. I kind of want one. They're 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 good. They're so, good. I, I give them props for churning that shit out yeah, like really fast. Real fast. But um, what smart do you, business. What do you guys think? Do you think this is hype for nothing? Do you think it's good for Toledo? Do you think? Stupid. I think it's good. I think it's bringing people together. What's it? Because like everybody's so divided that it's like, oh, let's go hang out by this weed. Yeah. You know, it's just a weed, but it's cool. What's that old adage? Like, uh, there's no such thing as bad press. You know. Right. I don't think it can hurt. Well, I do think we do. There is such a thing as bad press. Like two weeks ago, um, two completely unrelated people were arrested by the FBI for conspiracy to commit terrorist acts here in Toledo. So, you know, we got that going for us, but... I think the weed overshadows that. Yeah, yep. we Nobody's talking about the terrorist anymore. <laughs> yeah, the terrorist thing was only like two days long. Yeah, <laughs> this weed thing is like, like cruising. <laughs> Yeah, I think we want to just skip over the bad part for sure. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's, um, I think what's really funny is it's, it started out maybe making a mockery of how terrible this city can be at, uh, you know, taking care of its roadways. Uh, it's a weed. It's not like they decorated potholes because that'd be a... Well, I think that. But I think that was the funny part is people were going around like spray painting dicks around potholes <laughs> so that the city would have to pay attention to them. <laughs> right. So it's like is I that don't what know. We gotta do? Maybe maybe More that's dicks. the whole thing. You know? More dicks. Yeah. I know another guy that was planting uh like actual flowers and stuff in potholes. Yeah. <laughs> Flower potholes. Right. Yeah. Genius. It's pretty cool though. I think it's. I think a it's, lot of our problems also are pseudonyms for weed. That's like true. marijuana. Yeah, I, the when, Christmas weed, our dick pot. You know. It's, <laughs> yeah. When I first heard about Toledo Christmas weed, I thought, you know, some good shit was going around. But it, just some random peppermint. It turns infused. out. It turns out it's actually. My first thought was, oh, of course Toledo would be famous for a weed. <laughs> But there's some cool shit in Toledo besides oh, Christmas yeah, yeah. weed. But I think that's cool. I, if if anything hey, positive people can rally around is good. What do you guys have going on for Christmas? Uh, I'm every year I talk about getting the hell out of town and just like just away from the hustle and bustle. Just because it is a lot. Are you going to take a vacation and forget one of your kids at home? <laughs> right, right. They'll set traps for the robbers. I, I really, I really want to go to New York City. <laughs> Trying to get to Paris <laughs> on my brother's dime. Come on, brother, hook me up. But, um, but every year, man, the family ropes me back in, and we got to do all the. Do all the visits, do all the gifts and the dinners and all that stuff. And it's cool. I mean, we now with three kids, we got kind of a we got the system down. But that you're never leaving town for a trip. Right? Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. We, we're stuck here. We're fucking stuck. But that's pretty much all we're doing. 
I like that Scott's like cursing a lot more to try to be like a cool guy. Right, I'm trying to go I'm the leader extra this hard. Look at me. <laughs> right. You should uh, put some uh, coffee in your Jack Daniels this morning, huh? Yeah, you know. Let's get weird. Um, Jack Daniels. Sponsored by Big B Coffee. <laughs> okay. Christmas weed. Check it out on, on the interwebs. It's fun. Yeah, we're past that. I know, I know. Mike's going to talk about what he's doing for Christmas. What are you doing for Christmas, Mike? Nothing. Not the family. That's it. Yeah. Super. All your family's in town? All my family's in town. So I'm not going anywhere special. Just, you know. Not going to Nashville? Man, I wish I was going to Nashville for for Christmas, man. Uh, Nashville's like Mike's all-time favorite place. All-time. Right? Yeah. You have a good time down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's classy and trashy. Just like me. Yeah. Works. It's cool. Digger in the street, freaking the sheep. Mm-hmm. Digger's not going to visit his dad. That's correct. <laughs> he only lives 10 minutes from me. You know what's weird is that your dad him. and my dad might be hanging out with Stoll's dad. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. My dad might be your dad. <laughs> he might. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a weird twist your name is Mike. <laughs> yeah. I got a brother named Mike, too, so maybe we're all... <laughs> all you guys have daddy issues, which I'm sure will come out in more... <laughs> detail at some at some point no, in our no, podcast we're so that about that's all we need to know was yeah, I mean we could be honest we'll, we'll talk about all of our dads right now <laughs> everybody say everything you know about your dad <laughs> and see <laughs> and <there it> is. <laughs> but one thing that like going back to Christmas one of one thing that we always do as like the Klein family uh, is we always watch Christmas story and just like let it roll yeah. you know the 24 hours it's on yeah which leads me into Christmas movies, mm-hmm. which leads me into um, all the stuff that's like getting released soon. Yes. So, you know, I, th- I think a lot of this stuff is like, it's perfect, right? So when you like start to reintroduce it, all of a sudden it becomes a different entity. So if you like compare it to what you've like watched in the past. So if they did Christmas Story again, it wouldn't have the same magic to it that the original does. So then I think you have to push the envelope so far away from the original that you don't even call it a Christmas story. You call it a Christmas tale. Or So you're talking about remakes. Yeah, I mean, essentially we're getting remakes, but what, what frustrates me is that they keep taking all these things from my childhood mm-hmm. and they get destroyed, right? Yes. Hulk Hogan, superhero. All of a sudden, he's super racist. Like, like oh, it, it sucks so bad that, like, all of these things from my childhood. Oh, hey, a positive black role model as a dad, Bill Cosby. Oh, wait, he was raping people. Like, you know, there's there's no, like, consistency to my childhood. Are we, we going to get that Ghost Dad remake? <laughs> right, it's never coming. Damn. It's never coming. Um, yeah, well, you're... Shout out to Ghost Dad, though. That was... That was <laughs> That was a true story about my dad. Dude, I love that movie, actually. But you can't find it on the shelves any, anymore because uh, I think a lot of people burn them. Um, okay, so you're more in the camp of leave well enough alone. If there's something that's considered a classic, it's a classic for a reason. No need to rehash it. It's never going to match up to the original. Right. I enjoy sequels where they bring back the cast from like 30 years ago. Like like Tron, for example. Yeah, Tron was good. 
And uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah. That was sweet. Um, well, what's cool is that when you, like, have a tip of the cap to the original, like Evil Dead, you know, they had Ash's car in the front of the Evil Dead remake. So it was really more of a continuation of the story, right. less a quote-unquote remake. Sure. Which I think is a clever way to do it. Yeah. You know, hey, this is a new story. It's not going to be exactly the same. Let's go on this journey. What sucks is when you already have the story, it's already perfect, and then people want to make more of it just to make more money. Right. AKA, why people always come to me and say, hey, Back to the Future, they're going to make a fourth one. Did you know that? And I'm like, dude, that story's perfect. It'll never have a fourth. Like, Robert Zemeckis came out and said, look, this is the way it is. Never going to happen. Until he dies. And then they're going to bring the train back. <laughs> dude. <laughs> So, I, you know, I think uh, one of my favorite uh, takes on that is Wet Hot American Summer, because uh, when that movie came out, uh, had like a crazy, looking back on it now, the cast of that was so crazy. But then when they decided to do uh, like a Netflix release, it was, I don't even know, like 12 years later after the original, but they actually made it like a prequel. <laughs> and they just didn't even give a fuck about any of the cast. They're like, there's no explanation whatsoever. They're all clearly 12 years older. <laughs> I wish they but, would have done that with Solo. Yeah. He was like 70 year old Harrison Ford. <laughs> but as a time he's 20, I'm cool yeah. with it. Yeah. What do you think about, um, I don't want to get too far off topic, but like you brought up Tron and that was like kind of the first time, at least that I can think of on like a, on a big scale where they took an actor's likeness. Oh, like de-aging? And de-aged uh, Jeff Bridges to I make him look terrible in that movie. Honestly. It did, okay, it did look it worked bad it and unnatural. But he's in a computer, like it kind of worked for their... But thing because their universe it could yeah. be fake looking because of where they were. Right, right. But wouldn't it kind of be like fucking cool to have Clint Eastwood before he dies, like de age him for a badass Western? Do you know how much de aging that would take? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks like a corpse as is. Okay, but did you ever see Rango where they yeah, they they did yeah. his likeness and actually? Um, do you know who his voiced uh, Clint Eastwood in Rango? Was it his son? No, I think it was uh, Timoth Timothy Olyphant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Dude, I like him so much. Yeah. He's kind of like our our next Bill Paxton, I think. He's like... <laughs> Bill Paxton's still alive. No, no, no he's not. He's not. not. No, he's Is he dead for real? A couple years ago, yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Crap. He's picking up the helm. Because I feel like there's a certain, like, cheese. There were a lot of to, to Game Timothy. Over Man memes. Yeah. Game oh, Over Man. Oh. Game Over Man. No, no. No, don't do that. Yeah. Poor Bill. Okay, <laughs> this is so super random. This is my probably my all-time favorite piece of movie trivia. Mike, you can't answer because you already know. The only person to die by the hands of a predator, an alien, and a terminator. Fucking Bill Paxton. Oh man, yeah. Isn't, Isn't that rad? That's so cool. Like that's 
to me, that's his legacy. That's what you've left behind. I was Bill Paxton from Terminator for Halloween one year. I just had the leather jacket and the blue hair and hoped somebody would steal my clothes and kill me. <laughs> All right, so we've been talking about remakes. Yesterday, I was pooping and looking on my phone. Hopefully that's not like a once a lifetime. Oh, no, I mean, I poop, I poop probably four or five times a day. That's but, a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm full of shit, dude. Quite literally. <laughs> uh, but I was pooping and checking on my phone, and I mm-hmm. saw the official screen grabs or whatever of the new live-action Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Now, saw the screen grabs or the cover from whatever? Well, there's official official photos on set, if you will. Talking like Will Smith as Genie. Yeah, let's let's talk about. Will Smith as the genie. Well, they assured people after the release of those photos that the genie would be blue as well as mostly CGI. No. And I those think those pictures they, were like a photo op. I think they're I think they're backpedaling. I think uh, I think no. they they no. Look, that was Can we can we just address the elephant in the room? You have a black dude playing an oppressed <laughs> person that has to grant another person's wishes like look okay yeah in, in our pc to do it in our pc society now you have to like think about all that stuff it's weird to me that okay let's back up for a second you got the lion the lion king uh live action remake coming out next summer aka yeah. prequel to black panther right <laughs> but it's it's cool though because they did use a lot of black actors for all of the cast, except for the comic relief, because white people need something to uh, to cheer for, you know. So <laughs> let's get let's get those. I'm just saying, like this is how Disney thinks. Like, well, nobody's gonna go see The Lion King if everybody's black, so we can't have you know. We can't have... Uh, is that why they threw Bilbo Baggins into right. Black Panther? <laughs> yeah, it and is. And Smeagol. And Smeagol. And, um, you know, they can't have... Uh, what's his name? Chris... Uh, not Chris Rock. Or, well, Chris Rock, for example. They can't have Chris Rock play Timon. That's too many black people for Disney. Jesus. Yeah. So I don't think they ever put that out in a press release. Well, no, but (laughs) Uh, we hear Disney say 90% black people, 10% white people. Listen, it is a hundred percent what is going through their minds. There's no reason why they could not flesh out the rest of the cast with black comic relief and just across the board. You know, Tyler Perry. Right. They they don't ruin. They would never do that. They would never do that. Um, so yeah, Tyler Perry's trash. So yeah, let's get like you know James Tyler Earl Perry's Jones. Every Look, let's get James Earl Jones, Beyonce, uh, you know, Chris Rock, all those. But no, I'm saying in in Kevin Hart would have been good. Kevin Hart. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Chris but Rock. They, they won't do that. So. It's weird to me. So what are we even talking about at this point? Okay, so now, so now Mark they're doing, they're with Aladdin. It's a predominantly like, um, you know, like Middle Eastern cast. Um, but then we need the heavy hitter for uh, Genie. 
Hmm. Let's get Will Smith. I don't know. It's just weird. To Maybe she got should have got Shaquille O'Neal. He could have been his genie for the second yeah, like, um, time. Yeah, like I would have been way more excited. You guys about remember that. when uh, Sinbad was Shazam? Never happened. Yeah, never, happened. never happened. happened. Biggest myth ever. Talk about it. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. It's disappointing that it never happened because I we we should do a whole episode on things that we thought existed that really there's didn't. a lot. But like, why couldn't you cast, for example, uh, Jason Manzukis for the genie? Because I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. If I see his face, probably. Yeah. Like, oh, Rafi oh, from Believe. Like he, in my opinion, would be a hilarious <laughs> genie, and you know he is. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Not call. black, I guess. Good call. I don't know. I'm not. He's not. <laughs> He's not. I just think Disney is super intentional about all the people that they cast and making sure that they have all their well, demographics they covered. Be. I think they have to be because they're trying to they're Disney. keep the peace as much as they right, can. Right, dude. Yeah. This is the same reason why they got rid of James Gunn. Like, yeah, all this stuff is, is not... But let's get to groundbreaking. Let's get to the thick of it. Based on the photos, Will Smith is trash. I don't believe As, those photos are the final. I think that's either his human form or that's just for a photo op because I didn't want a CGI character on the magazine. I don't think that's what it's going to be. I I think it's they were talking about taking it in a completely different direction away from Robin Williams and his iconic blue genie. So I'm, look, it's still too early to call, but I'm saying that is 100% what he's going to look like in the movie. I disagree. And I'm 100%. I think they will spend millions to change it now that the backlash is happening. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so they put that those photos out there to be like, yeah, what do you guys they, think? They do that all and the time. And then everyone's like shitting on it. Like, no, it's terrible. Oh, I mean, a lot of trailers have unfinished footage in them just to kind of get a, to gauge a reaction. Mm-hmm. And then when everyone's like, oh, Thanos looks like Grimace. They're so like, oh, we better change the lighting on it. So we can't we can't change the Aladdin re- we can't stop it from happening. But what in your mind and Will Smith is going to be, you know, bad boy genie. He's he The real question is will genie do the Will Smith run? Oh, 100%. The genie is going to run in this movie. And he he will he'll have the open palm run the, yeah. yes slicing blades of hands yes. the T one thousand yeah T one thousand that run. is in Will Smith's contract for, <laughs> for every movie man have him and Tom Cruise ever done a movie together they'd just be running <laughs> and just like next to each other jump, like jumping off of uh, um, motorcycles hello hi. We have visitors. Come he's on watching, in. He's watching things. Hi. Hi. Yeah, you're on video. It's cool. We're just gonna cut this part out. How? Um. So where were we? Well, the Will Smith run, you know, and then we have Tom Cruise running next to him. Yeah. I think the name of the movie should be 5K. <laughs> and it should last approximately 30 minutes. And it's just Will Smith and Tom Cruise running next to each other. No, see, I want to see Will Smith chase on foot Tom Cruise on a motorcycle. And then is Tom Hanks going to be Forrest Gump? 
Like but he'll he'll be about half a mile half a mile behind. Yeah, he's he's like the tortoise. He's he's gonna win at the end. <laughs> the long he's in it for the long run. Yeah, Will um, Smith will run so fast after the motorcycle <laughs> that they end up getting entangled, and then Forrest Gump passes him at the last yep. minute. I like That's this. Great. Spoiler alert for our next movie, the five K. We need a screenwriter get on this immediately. Okay, but I'm not in favor. We really should do that. That'd be really funny. I'm not in favor of this of this genie. I think I think they did a really good job with like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like kind of blending he looks maybe more human than the cartoon. Yeah. But can I bring something up about the beast? Yeah. So here's here's where my head's at. So okay. Belle, whenever they show Belle, yep. you know, like in uh, Disney on Ice or whatever, mm-hmm. she is always in her prettiest form, the yellow ball gown. Right. But when they show Beast, they don't show him back as the prince, which is the whole moral of the story. Mm-hmm. They show him as Beast. Right. Why is that? When they show uh, What's Her Nuts from Shrek, Princess Fiona. Right. She's in the Shrek form, which is not her quote-unquote prettiest form. It's her real form. I really just don't think Will Smith's going to do a good job as the genie. Glossing <laughs> <laughs> over everything. Right, blow right past it. <laughs> I think he'll be a good genie personality-wise. I don't. I just don't know what they're going to do with the look. If they'll, if, he said if, if he said he was going to bring hip hop to. The okay, role. so it's not going to be. That's literally what. So we're looking at Fresh Prince meets Genie. (laughs) Yes, that is. If they would just call it that, I would be happy with it. Well, one of the in the West Sahara, born and raised. (laughs) Like, where where are we going with this? I'm so. I'm into that. I am into that part. You want the genie having a sideways hat? Yeah. Gets out of a cab, wiggles his head around. I want him to do the Carlton at some point. Oh, that's not hip hop, bro. Well, yeah, but it's it's a, it's a good. That's Bel Air. You can't do it'd be that. a good reference. I'm just to drop it because okay, think about Robin Williams, all the characters that he like went into as the genie, but re- referencing like Ed Sullivan and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. I don't think they're gonna do all that because that's just the genius that was Robin Williams. Yeah, but because he would just switch from thing to thing. Right. thing. I feel like the they should have just grabbed sound bites from Robin Williams' entire movie catalog <laughs> and, just let it, and then yeah. just made a new script based off of that. Well, Crispin Glover ruined that for Hollywood. You know, you can't you can't, we'll never see like a posthumous uh, CGI version of Robin Williams in a movie or whatever. That, you know. What was that word? Humus? Post-hummus. Post hummus. Post. I think he meant to say posthumous. Posthumous. But he yeah. said post hummus. <laughs> no. After uh, you know, seven chips of hummus. <laughs> we'll never we'll, we'll never see that. Um Okay. So let's get back on track here. CGI characters portrayed in relatively Live action. I guess I'm re- talking about like including comic book movies. You've got a CGI Thanos yeah. in a live action Marvel universe, right? I know Which is cool if you if you ever watch like. 
how they actually do that. Josh Brolin is on set. Right. He does and, everything. And they have they have like one of those um halos to keep your head from moving. Right. Except it's way bigger and then it's got uh, a picture of Thanos' face for people right. to look at. So that's that way when him and you know uh, Robert Downey Jr. are going back and forth, they look up at they this up, like, picture. Yeah, they got all this crap on his face to capture his Yeah, his which face. is cool. Perfect. All that's super sweet. I love where we're at in this world with technology. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, I think we're finally on, we're almost to that point where it's difficult, near impossible to, to distinguish the difference between what we see as reality and what's computer generated yeah. on well, film. Well, there's a lot of stuff in movies that is CGI that people don't even right. realize. Right. Every movie almost You mean Wakanda's not real? Right. I mean, even like simple movies. No, is it, is it not? Movies. You get Wakanda. You shut your poor mouth. <laughs> I've been to Wakanda. <laughs> but even like simple comedy movies, like set extensions. Right. Like, right. That's not really there, but it is mm-hmm. in the background. There's whatever city they want it to be. So, so, last thing about Aladdin. If you're going to do Genie and do it full CGI, so let's assume that the photos that were released are not at all, uh, as you as you claim is the truth. What That's what, what is they claim is the what truth. is the CG Genie look like in Digger's mind? Ghost Thanos, pretty much. Only more blue. So a blue Thanos. Just a blue. Thanos choking on a chicken bone. (laughs) Turning blue. Turning blue. I feel like it would just be the genie from the cartoon with Will Smith's face. Just real, more real looking. Okay. I don't think they need to really... I mean, you have to do, like, the ghost tail, right? Yeah. Right. Like, you can't have him just, like, hey, like, standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Although, if you go hammer pants, that brings the hip-hop back in. Dude, that would be sweet. What about, what do, what do you think is the worst CGI adaptation of a character in a live-action film? Recently or, like, ever? Well, I mean... Because there's some... If you go back to the 90s... It's yeah. Let's say... When they were first trying to get... The advent it. of good CG technology. I mean, let's let's be real. There are some CGI moments that still hold up. Jurassic Park oh, still yeah. looks dope. Oh, yeah. For sure. They did that right. Yeah. However, in the newest form, like, Venom, I have to say, is probably one of the worst as far seen, as, yeah. like, I haven't seen the, the trailer, movie, the trailers but the trailers the make his character look bad in transformation. Well, as the one of us who's seen it, I will say it's a hell of a lot better than Spider-Man 3. That was dog shit. Yeah, right. Topher Grace is the best. <laughs> Shout out to Topher Grace. Topher Grace. <laughs> that that Venom transformation was just poo-poo. It was real, real bad. I think, for the most part, uh, the CG of Venom is really good. It's really good, but the movie, unfortunately, I don't think is. Well, they they did a super quick turnaround time, right? On yeah. Venom, it was like a couple months. Venom, 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 Venom. Which is is frustrating because they don't give the the people who work on like post-production stuff enough time to do things and that's why things come out looking a little half-assed. Well, I think I think I talked to you about this, but 
I just found out recently that the companies that work on CGI for films are non-union. Yeah. So these cats are all undercutting each other, which oh, is yeah. why these businesses pop up overnight. Yeah. The turnaround. Um, yeah. Because so I want I want to be the grass guy for the next Avengers movie. That's that's my whole bid. So I'm gonna do nothing but the landscaping. And that's your fucking life for a year for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, putting blades of grass in. And there's ten of us who are getting paid maybe ten grand. Yeah. It's now. I mean that's bonkers, bro. Yeah, that's how you... So you have to do side hustles in order to try to, like, keep food on the table? Yeah. It's nuts. I mean, it's not super unlike tattooing, you know? Sure. We're such a free market where it's like we all just are trying to to eat. You know, we're all just trying to come up with a, a fair price. Well, speaking of underpaid, like, production crew and that... Um, did you know Keanu Reeves always forfeits like most of his pay to go to those people on films he works on? Well, ninety percent of his films are CGI, yeah, so he'll, he'll take a solid dope. like fifty percent of his pay and spread it out amongst the crew. That's cool. So you want to be you want to get tight with Keanu? Yes. Work on the Matrix sequels. <laughs> <laughs> work on Speed Three. <laughs> Dude, John could, Wick. I wish they made more of those movies. Speed? Yeah. Going back to Will Smith, they're making Bad Boys 3, and I'm super yeah. into it. Yeah. They should. They should make it. They're, they're they could make 100 of those movies. It, it would be Martin Lawrence in a wheelchair and Will Smith running with a walker. <laughs> and I would still watch that movie. I would still be into it. Um, Can they have a crossover with... Uh, Riggs and Murtaugh. Right. <laughs> I'm way too old for this shit. We don't have enough time to talk about this, but we were talking about CG characters, and all I'm going to say is, if you if you know me on a deep level, you know that I'm really fucking tired of them casting a traditional actor to play the Joker. I'm ready and have been ready for a complete CG Joker a la the Hulk. Just like pencil thin, like get a good actor, like a, you know, Josh motion Hulk. Cap. Yeah, to do, the, to do the motion capture and the voice and all that. But just make his nose stick out four inches, his chin super pointy, the whole bit, and put that in a real live-action Batman movie. So kind of like the video game Joker. Yeah. Yeah, get Mark Hamill to fucking voice it. That'd be amazing. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's still got lots of, you know... Unfortunately, DC is not up on the curve with CGI characters, so... Well... Yeah, we all were witness to Suicide Squad and Justice League. That... <laughs> Oh, Shout out to the mustache. <laughs> and the and Steppenwolf was not that great. No. Like that's your main guy for this. Yeah, it was definitely not a magic carpet movie. ride. Ares was bad. <laughs> Ares was bad. I think the most disappointing comic book villain on screen for me was Galactus. Oh yeah. Because they just, they copped out and just made a storm. It was a storm. Like, that's, that's a dude. It's supposed to be a, a giant, like, three-planet-sized dude. Right. 
No, it's a storm it's that a sp- swallows planets. <laughs> that makes it's the terrible. shape of his head at some point. All right, like but we'll angry. talk about CG Joker on another another episode, but I wanted to slip that in there since we were talking about CG characters. Let's shift, talk about tattooing, talk about CG computer, let's call it computer enhancements. Tattoos. Enhance. <laughs> Why did you say enhancements like that? I Enhancements. Enhancements. Because I wanted to sound fancy. So, you do a, you turn in a great tattoo for the day. It looks great on skin. Terrible. And you need to take a picture of it so that the world can see that you crushed it, right? But now we've gotten to a point where there are some artists maybe perhaps misrepresenting themselves on social media or with their uh, um, portfolios online where they're going above and beyond just getting a good photo of her tattoo. Or the white in the tattoo looks like... Yeah, like... Blinding. (laughs) So, I'm curious, what are your, like, techniques? You don't have to, like, you know, go go crazy. I just color correct, and that's... Just color correct? Just so that it looks more like it looked when I saw it with my own eyes. Right, so you're, you're all about trying to present something that, at least on a iPhone screen is a fair representation of yeah. your work. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I always feel like the contrast in the tattoo and, and just the balance of light looks better when I look at it. And then I, as soon as I snap a picture, it's like, just throw my phone in the garbage. Right. Yeah, I feel like I can never get a good photo of what I see in front of Or throw of your tattoo machine in the garbage. Yes. Yes. And then dig through 15 never. bags of garbage. Never done that. Never done that once. Uh, we were looking at your results, and we determined that was a lie. <laughs> uh, no, but, you know, I think I think when you start talking about fair representations of your work, you know, if you're the cat that spends half an hour in Photoshop mm-hmm. making each tattoo look the absolute best it can, and then that person sees that tattoo in real life, right. I think that you have to look at it from the stance of is this tattoo look like this tattoo? You know, does the picture really represent the actual tattoo that's on skin? Right. And I'm I'm of the camp where if you are going to enhance your photo, it needs to still look like the tattoo. You know, color correction, pushing the contrast. Yeah, pushing the contrast. You know, anything anything that you could do in post-production. A strong vignette. Dude, Digger, you are the hardest vignette in the room. Your vignette is real hard. I would almost go say to call it's a donut hole. That's what I'm going for. The negative space donut hole is is Digger's vignette uh, approach. Hey, I want everybody to know that this is what black looks like, and this is what my tattoo looks like. Or I want everyone not to know what this person's crotch looks like. Digger is pining for Instagram to switch away from the square format and go directly to the circle format. (laughs) Yes. Just every picture is a circle. I would just have black pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say guilty, but I mean, I definitely have... I 
try to compensate for the shortcomings of me not for whatever reason, whether it's my phone or just not knowing how to use it, which is likely the case. But I just, I'm not happy with a lot of the photos that I take of my tattoos. So I, I do have a, a good grasp of Photoshop. So, I mean, I, I, I do boost the contrast and, um, you know, like one of the things I do in Photoshop sometimes is I'll take away some of the redness of the skin because I think that can distract from the the art. But this is this is another thing that I think is super hard is getting healed photos. Right. You know, that's I think that's my biggest argument with um, when people come at us with Pinterest tattoos. They're like, oh my gosh, I want this portrait of my grandmother on my pinky finger. Right. And it's like, yeah, they show that, but let's see the healed out photo of right. that finger tattoo. Well, a lot of times they bring stuff that's photoshopped on. Right. They just took an image and photoshopped and, it on. And the general public, I don't think, knows the difference, which is why it's so important that you look at a tattooer's portfolio and go back in and say, okay, like, this is legit what this person can or cannot do. Well, let, well let's help some people out then. Like, what are ways that people, if they're doing their research, they're trying to find a good tattoo artist, how... What do they need to know? What, what do they need to look for to make sure that their online portfolio is a fair representation of their work? I think the one thing, like you said, Mike, is to see if they have any healed photos of their tattoos. I mean, you can still doctor a healed photo, but at least you're seeing how is the line work sitting in the skin? Um, you know, how smooth is their, you know, how well did they pack the color? Are there any light spots, anything like that? I mean, that's tough to do because I've, I know I've crushed some tattoos only to have people just straight up not take care of them. And See, I think, I think you have to dial it back from, from looking at it from an artist's perspective and look at it as a complete novice. Yeah. As a complete novice, if I'm going on to Pinterest and I'm typing in owl tattoos, right, and I come across 10 owl tattoos that I think look dope, yeah, I'm going into that artist and try to find that artist's work to see if all of their stuff looks dope and I love that owl tattoo and I love their work, then I think you can say, okay, this is what this artist does. Right. I want to emulate that style and find an artist that emulates that style. Sure. You know, there are some guys who um, don't subscribe to one style. They, they like to, you know, flirt with multiple styles. And when you go in and you start looking at that artist's work that you want to actually get tattooed by, and you're referencing an artist that you really like their stuff, I think those things in uh, conjunction really make a big difference. So that's where it's like, if, if you're coming at it as a complete novice, you just follow the information hole on that one particular tattoo. Right. Because nine times out of 10, you're gonna see that somebody did just Photoshop that together. That's not how their work really is. And that's not feasible as a tattoo. <clears throat> I remember, you know, when we went to uh, the New Jersey convention this summer and obviously I won't name the name of the shop, but we were set across the you know aisle from from a shop and they had really nice banner oh, displays yeah. all set up. Yeah. And um you know, based on the artwork that was on the banner, you would assume that these were like top level cats 
tattooing, crushing some sweet pieces. And we didn't know any of them personally, but we went onto their Instagram page and looked through their body of work and their the tattoos that they were posting on their Instagram definitely didn't match up no. to with what they were putting on the banner. In fact, the one banner wasn't it turned out to not even be a tattoo because the guy had like a drawing. It was a, a painting, like a painting, a painting right. or something, and right. it just made it look like on the banner like it was a tattoo. And so, how many people are walking by their booth being like, "Oh, dude, that's so dope," but that's not even a tattoo that's on somebody's skin, right. you know? I worked that same convention in Wildwood, New Jersey the year before that, and there was a guy who didn't even have any examples of his work. He only had photoshopped images of what he wanted to do. (laughs) How does that work? And he was selling his girlfriend's arm as his portfolio of work that he could do, and I will put $100 on the table that he didn't even tattoo that girl's <laughs> arm because watching this guy tattoo, he was murdering people on prices. I mean, the one guy, he was getting his chest tattooed. He charged him $1,700, oh got paid cash up front, and he just started murdering this dude's chest. So much so that dude tapped out after he looked at it and said, just keep the money, and walked away. That's insane. Didn't even finish That's the insane. tattoo. But but there's so many swindlers that are in this. Right. So back to the whole point of like photoshopping your tattoos. Here's the whole thing. If you're talking about shady business practices, do you just Photoshop your tattoo to make it look way, 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 way better than what it does in real life? Right in order to try to get more clientele and more business in so that you could charge more pricing. Sure. I think it's super slimy. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. the whole point is, is that like in this world, if you're talking about, I want to go get tattooed by this guy versus this guy. Well, this guy's stuff looks way better online. Right. Right. It's so hard. For sure. I, I think it, I think, you know, we, at least at our shop, you know, and I, I'd like to think that we're, you know, a cut above maybe some other seedier shops. But, you know, I think it should always be, like I said earlier, a fair representation of what you can do. So, yes, you know, push the contrast a little bit. Yes, make this look, make it a good photo. You know, I think, you know, we've got these super, like, teal walls. You know, it's sometimes it's tough to get on, you know, lighter skin, a weird, you get a weird color cast or whatever, but, you know, but you're still always trying to be like, hey, if you ever see this tattoo out in public somewhere, you'll still be able to tell that it's, it looks like the photo. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about some guys that are literally taking their, their rendering, their their photo rendering, like before the tattoo, and overlaying it on top of the actual tattoo. Just let them do what they do, and we just hustle alongside them. I think the good work will always trump trying to be slick. Right. I think that... If you just hustle and you care about the thing that you are focusing your energy on, people will fall in line. Right. Period. End of sentence. They'll, 
the the swindlers will eventually be had at some point. Well, because you're always going to have to try to hustle in front of whatever you're doing. Yeah. The fact is, is that if you are just doing solid work, eventually you're going to get to the point where you're you're doing dope stuff. Well, the swindlers have to constantly move around. Right. Like, they couldn't set up shop here and swindle people for more than, like, six months before people were like, no, nah, don't go there. Right. Right. And then the shop's going to be like, they want to wash their hands of that, so on to the next one. They well, go. and how many, how many people do we know who have gone through the apprenticeship process, got cycled in the system fast, and... Ended up having such a harder learning curve than the people that hustled their ass their whole career. Yeah. You know, the whole point is, is that is one right and one's wrong? I think so. But when it comes to money and, and getting to the bottom line of a business, that's where it's so hard to balance business over heart, business over um Passion, you know, I think passion will trump every single time. It's just a matter of it takes longer for the passion to supersede the, the shady business. Yeah. And people ultimately don't want to do business with shady people. So that'll. That's or they it. might once, but they're not going to do it twice. Sure. Three times. Five sure. times. <laughs> um, we got a couple things to take care of. Mike, do you have 32 seconds of sad savagery? I do. So um, I came up with this idea of just 32 seconds of rants that I can't really put on Facebook because um, I'm a business owner, and you know sometimes you don't you don't catch inflections in tone. Um, so we just need to um, put together a, a timer real quick. Yeah. And uh, a stop, a stopwatch, a stopwatch of 32 seconds. Um, I've got a good one today that drives me absolutely bonkers. I'm excited because I don't know what you're going to talk about, and usually when I don't know what you're going to talk about, I'm more interested. <laughs> I'm I'm sh- I'm almost positive that you've heard me uh, get grumpy about this subject before, but that's I mean I'm I'm sure. Digger can't find a <laughs> Shut up. Okay, while we're doing that, best thing you put in your mouth this week. Oh, gosh. I'm ready now if you want to skip over this. Uh, dude, I I love the Howard Rosenbaum salad from mm. Manos mm. in Toledo here. Yeah. Uh, it's a Greek salad that has both euro meat and chicken on it. Um, they did kind of F up and put some olives on mine. Oh, line. shit, that's they right. And I hate olives. They enhanced the salad with olives. If too. olives were a person, I'd punch them right in the gonads. Mm. And I would comfort them softly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you in the olive cam, dude. Fuck olives. Olives oh. are the worst. God. Give me olive oil and then just... Um, See you later. Hey, Mike, do you like olives? Well, um, Good. What kind? Thumbs down too. You get the out. No. This yeah, is a, the worst. This is, this is the olive salad. Yeah, right, bro. 
Olives are so bad. We're about to break into a brawl over <laughs> olives, and I am yeah, all right, super into it. Are um, you doing your 30 second? 30 yeah, he's about to. Yep. Hold on. I'm going in. Best right, thing I put in my mouth. 32 seconds. Best thing I put in my mouth. I made keto uh, cheesecake mousse. It was delicious. Mm. I'll give you the recipe if you'd like next time or later. My, uh, Digger, what, what was the best thing for the Uh, candied pecans from the zoo at Christmas candied lights. pecans, oh my god, that sounds so good. They were good. Uh, they I were miss, totally against the keto diet. Yeah. They were delicious. Alright, let's do this. Mike, 32 seconds of savagery. Go. Okay, so I am over the moon pissed off about how uh, people don't put away grocery carts. I I cannot fucking stand the fact that people take these carts and just leave them anywhere. If you're the person that takes a shopping cart and just leaves it in the middle of the aisle, do me a favor, take a fork out and put it directly into a light socket. (laughs) You should die, I hate you. And if you're wearing yoga pants, run it back inside because you're literally the best person for that. That was a good one. Mm. I couldn't agree more. What Some, did you cry about? Not putting away shopping carts. Here's the thing, though. I think they need more corrals. No! There's plenty of fucking corrals. Listen, let's... Okay, you know what? If this is going over 32 seconds, but I'm super pissed off about it now. <laughs> so if you take... If you take... I mean, and you, you, borrow, buy you, you borrow a book from me, right? You borrow a book. You're like, hey, man. Hey, I want to borrow... Your copy of Moby Dick. Cool, man. Here's my copy of Moby Dick. Do you then just leave it on my front doorstep outside? <laughs> no, you bring it back in where you got it from. You hand it back to me. There's not a book corral on my front fucking porch for you to just set it down. But I'm I, all amped up. Let's go. There's a book corral on my front porch. Listen, bro, you're a goddamn liar. That's what, that's what that is. What drives me nuts is when I pull into a parking spot and there's a card in it, and I pull in there and I'm like, well, I have to put this card away or the next person's going to think I left it, despite the fact that my car is still here. Like, it makes no sense. My car is still here. Obviously, I'm not the one that put the card there, but I feel like I have to move it or somebody's going to shove it into my car. Also, the people that put away the the shopping cart, but they just, like, half-ass push it in. Yeah. They're not the ones that, like, tidy it up and push it in. Or the ones at Meijer where there's the small carts and the big carts and there's a specific side for each oh and mix them up and, and people like, can't read I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain from commenting on this uh, cause I <laughs> don't tell me you're guilty you're oh um I guess I'm not working on a sleep tattoo for a scout even though even though our our last attempt at a podcast um might not ever see the light of day we still turned in some pretty cool, crazy tattoo uh, ideas from drawing these crazy cards. So, so back it up. So, essentially, what's happening right now is Scott put together flashcards of random styles, subjects, and a wild card. Right. So we draw one of each, and then we have to put together a piece of art based off of these things. Did you want the ones from last time back? Because I still have one. 
No, it's fine. Just do a new ones. No, it's fine. I might even just keep adding to this. Okay. I don't know. But the the idea is, as long as we do this podcast, we're going to have, if, as long as you hashtag needles and pokes, you can go on and see all of the drawings that we've done. And I'm personally designing mine. I don't know about you guys. Uh in the hopes that maybe there's some weird person out there that is into my idea. So I'm drawing them up like that I want to tattoo it. Oh, I know nobody's getting mine tattooed from last time. I don't think there's a person alive that will get your... <laughs> I would get Bruce, Bruce Willis. I, I would get it. But I, I also... But I also I love that it. it's out there and in my the world would enjoy that. for all to see. So we got subject, style wild let's go i'm gonna pick for stall i'm gonna pick for stall stall i'm drawing your tattoo that you didn't do the first one of all right <laughs> well this is our first show how could i know that right uh wonky new school sick okay and uh the subject is panda's choice but before he comments, we'll do the wild card. The subject is old. Okay. So, wonky new school. The subject is old. What's the subject, Mike? John McClane. <laughs> Will. Uh, candy from our childhood. Candy from our childhood? Yeah. <laughs> wonky, wait, Wonky New School. Old Child, candy. Old candy and what? From our childhood. Candy from our childhood that's old in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Whatever your interpretation of that got is. Got it. Easy. That's easy. All right. I. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sarcastic. That sounds, that sounds great. Uh, Oh shit! Uh, mandala slash geometric. Yep, you did it. Ah, not my strong suit. Um, subject is. What do you mean? Saturation and solid lines. <laughs> no, the fundamentals are good. Oh, but look, a '90s toy. That's oh. dope. That's dope. But what's my wild? Wild is. Add a dick. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Uh, geometric 90s toy with a dick. Geometric 90s dick. <laughs> wow, I'm excited. Creeps. I don't know what's gonna happen. What you got, Mike? At least the dick card. A tratty flash. Mm. A body part. <laughs> And the subject has to wear a cute hat. Hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hey. I feel like you would crush that, actually. You don't know the body part yet. Well, subject is Cupid. Oh boy, I've never in my life done a Cupid though before. Mike has. I know. You could come to him for pointers. I have reference material. Yeah. Style is bubblegum pop. Okay. I mean, okay. that works. Wild card. Yes. Only three colors. I mean, that's 
That's pretty So basically hot pink and regular pink. Yes. You know what? Um, I want to push this a step further just to prove that this gets the light of day. Um, I think we should do a draw for the general masses. Oh, shit. Okay. So anybody who listens to this does it, and maybe we come up with some sort of, like, gift card or something to, like, give them. All right. So if the they, they, they do a drawing combining these three things, they hashtag needles and pokes. Right. And we'll hook them up. Deal. Let's do it. All right. So the subject is a rose. There. That's great. Great first one. The style is Panda's Choice. Okay. And the wild is in the style of the Simpsons. <laughs> okay, so let's back it up. Panda's choice in style. Let's say that it is, uh, well, here, draw a different, I think draw a different wild so that, cause, okay, that is the style. The st- but, but actually, you know what? I'm going to leave it. My panda's choice will be in the style of The Simpsons. I will I will forego my choice okay. to go into the style of The Simpsons. So do a rose in the style of The Simpsons, whatever you interpret that to be. Hashtag needles and pokes on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever else you like. And um, put that into the world. I think that's really cool. I'm into it. We gotta get wrapped up. We got tattooing to do today. Thanks, kids. Um, Needles and Pokes podcast signing off here at Ink and Iron Tattoo in Toledo. Once again, check us out on Instagram or IG. Uh, Needles at Needles and Pokes and also at Ink and Iron Tat. Um, yeah, check uh, check Instagram to see, you can see what we came up with already. There's some crazy uh, Bruce Willis art <laughs> on there. And uh, hey, that thing got like 660 likes on it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll see you next time.